Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. What a day. What a day. We appreciate all of you joining us today. This is the podcast where we skim the Chicago sports landscape to bring some positivity into your life. And helping me do this, my boys, my co-host, the Positive Brigade itself. We got CJ and Miller joining us today. How are we doing today, boys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Brigade members. Brigade members. I love the sound of that. Awesome. I, I bet you like, do. It's a, been a couple like, of days, but if you don't yeah. say Happy New Year, it just seems like... You know, I do it for a whole week. I do it until January 7th. That's okay. usually my trend. I'll, I'll, I'll take you, you up on that trend. Yeah, because you normally don't see everyone, you know, and it's nice to get a like a verbal instead of just mass texting everyone. I I don't even text people. I'm not even. I don't even respond to people that text me. See, now that's just a crime. (laughs) You're just rude. That's what you are. That's just a crime. I I know it's a it's a massive text. If people text me, hey, boopin, happy new year, I'll probably text them back. But although I am one to leave people on red, and I've been called out on it multiple times, so I I have I can't say anything. I'm you do that to more than me. I, it was I do it me. to multiple. I've been called on it multiple times. So yes, uh, I I will take full full blame for that. Awesome. Well, hope everyone had a safe New Year, Happy New Year again. Uh, quick social plug: please go find us on Facebook under Trio Positivity Podcast. We're trying to grow that community, people. So if you could go and like that page, we would appreciate that. At Twitter, we're at Trio Positivity, and our website. TrioPositivity.com is fully in construction. We are trying to put more content up there. We'll be up there hopefully soon. You guys ready for today's episode? It's a jam-packed one. It's a special one, too. I'm ready. Why is it so special? We have a friend joining us, a buddy of ours, (gasps) from a land very, very far away to discuss the Packers matchup, the very crucial rivalry matchup there. But before that, we'll talk about the Falcons-Bears matchup. We'll focus on Justin Fields. We'll focus on our prediction around the Bears coaching staff and maybe the team next year. Touch on the fantasy football news a little bit. A little bit of highlights there to wrap up. And like I said, we'll close out the show with the Packers matchup. You guys ready? You guys ready to hate on Justin Fields? Always. <laughs> Ooh, that was interesting. Only one of you spoke up. Okay. Let's do it. So <laughs> let's get started. Um, the Falcons and Bears, uh, you know, in a match of two coaches on the firing line, our very own Flues came out on top, according to me. Fields might have silenced the doubters a little while as he went 20 for 32 for 268 and a touchdown while adding 45 yards on 11 carries and another touchdown. Clean game, no turnover. Haters say what? <laughs> uh Chris, you got something? Are you you gonna let you gonna the fact that are you done? Is the, that you covering the stats? Yeah, I was, was gonna a say pathetic job. Yeah, because Miller well, has no, this thing no, about no. covering. Listen, Miller and I have done enough recaps in the past where he will tell me like you need to do a better job of covering the stats, and I'm like, I am going into it 
and then he just cuts people off. So I will say, Boopin, you you kind of have half-assed it a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. You're just but well, normally you're really I cut you off. Normally I cut you off when Bears make history, like we've done three times this year in blowing games. Boopin no, just covered Justin Fields because since we have Fields. Look at the agenda. Who looks at the agenda? We've already established no one looks at it. But also, when the dick writing of field starts, that's when we got to calm it down. We can't have these homers like reverse cowgirling all the time. Okay? Agreed. Hey, don't, yeah, you, don't you, hate you, it. You, gotta, you, you can't it. be kissing his booty too much. Yeah. He still could be shipped out of town. I said a little. That was a little. I didn't say forever. Okay. Whatever. You know you wanted to say more than that. But all right. Miller, go ahead. Okay. Take it over from here. Just, just talking about? Talk right. about We're not, are we really going to just segment this whole fucking jing? Okay. Justin Fields had probably one of the best games of his career overall, I would say, based on his movement in the pocket, the throws that he made, very high-level throws, the progression that he showed, and the rushing ability they did. I mean, at the end of the Clean day, game. he led this team start to finish. He didn't have a – I mean – he did it all. I mean, he made the throws he needed to make. He moved the offense down the field. I mean, they scored 37 points. What else can you ask for from the quarterback? That's the bottom line. Um, awesome. Chris, Great you can go ahead and bring your eight. Thank, hate. Thank you. Thank you for turning in, tuning in today. Thank you for this episode, guys. We'll see you next week. That was, that was it, right? The fact that we're celebrating mediocrity is just besides me. The fact that you're saying that this How man. How is that mediocrity? First of all, it's that's mediocrity. It's it's mediocrity. It's it's mediocre at best. This is what we, we expected him to do the full time, and we're saying this is his career game. This is we what we've him. been wanting. I just said so it, he did. but you have to understand. Did you watch the game? Did you see some of the throws that he made? The one to I DJ did. Moore, where Moore I wasn't did. even he wasn't even he didn't even make his cut when Fields let the ball go. That is literally the definition of being a quarterback. He hasn't shown that in the other games. In this game, That's he came out point. and he threw the ball like he so he was a real quarterback, and that is literally what we've been waiting to see. It's not like DJ it's Moore was standing game. in the corner of the end zone. It's one game. Okay, we're diagnosing one game. One game. I'm not yeah, saying and you're saying, saying it's the best that. game oh, of his career. Like that's Dick yes. writing at his best. Oh. Listen, he he played great. Apparently, we cannot. Apparently, we cannot review one game, and we have to take into consideration his whole career in diagnosing you know one game. You know what? Sorry, gonna, sorry, everybody. I apologize. I'm gonna do it. I I'm gonna divert because I was gonna save this question towards the end. But you know what? I'm gonna do it now because I love quizzing my boys and I like putting them on the spot. They don't know the question I'm gonna pose, but I'm gonna pose it anyway. I have three quarterbacks in front of me. I want you guys to tell me which one is Justin Fields. Okay? Okay. You guys ready? I'm picking only certain games because of the given criteria that I have. So it's going to be the last four games. Okay? Okay. Game one, uh, 169, one touchdown, two interceptions. Game two, 191 You're touchdown, You're going to name every single Hold fucking on. Hold game? On. Stop, 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 stop. Well, do you want me to just combine it to make it better? Yes. Okay. And why couldn't you just fucking give me the fucking give us a review of Fields instead of tangenting it? Well, why was it such an awful game? I I have to tangent. I said I didn't say it was awful. I said it was mediocre. Why was it your definition? Your definition of mediocre is awful. Is that what we're establishing? (laughs) No. 
But you're so, so mediocre right me- now. You guys are say- you guys are celebrating something that we expected the man to do from the very get go, and he hasn't done it. So why he are we going to sit here? And- are we forgetting all the talks about? Oh my God, he's going to be MVP this year. MVP. He threw two hundred and sixty yards. So the fact he hasn't done it since all when season, did you become he- such a stat guy? Like, Wait, I, I, I have the man. greatest. I am since I have, I, I was going to say one of the best positive brigade members is a stat person, and I'm using hey, stats against him. Hang on, the you, fact that he hasn't done it all season doesn't give you the right to hate him when he does it, though. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Yes, it does. How how it how does okay, it? Okay, let me let me let me ref, let me let me pose this question: Does, does this game save his job? We don't want to go there yet. Let's not go there yet. Ah, there we go. There we go. Do you see how that changes, though? Do you see how that changes? If you looked at the agenda, which you don't, we know. I get it. Go go into your stupid quarterback question, which consists of Jordan Love, Justin Fields, and probably um, Lamar Jackson. So just go ahead. Well, no, you're wrong there. You're wrong there. But uh, I I was just giving off numbers. Okay, as you're you're looking it up. Here's some other stats from the game, okay? Because you'll take forever. Um, DJ Moore, who had 159 yards and a touchdown with nine receptions. Herbert rushed for over 100 yards, has a touchdown. Roshan Johnson also had a touchdown. The defense, damn the defense, came up with four turnovers. Um, With Poles picks leading the way with three out of the four picks, Steven had two picks, Edwards had one, um, leading the charge along with Kyla Gordon, who's a second-year player. So that was all the Stevenson defensive the player of the week, baby. Defensive player of the week. M- Miller highlighted Lance him. Stevenson, the rookie. Not Lance. Ty- Tyreek. Tyreek. Jesus. Yeah, Lance, Lance was a <laughs> point guard for Indi- Indiana Pacers, I think. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, Miller highlighted him in our rookie series. He was getting a lot of preseason hype. Um, you know, our secondary is not the easiest place to play. There's some big names there, but Tyreek has held his own. The second-round pick, I think, is earning his keep right there. Uh, Edwards, you know, like not the best start to the season. I think kind of average, but he's come along, too. Like he, he's turning out to be one of the great picks in the middle of the field, too. But that was all the stats I had on the Bears' side. I don't know if you guys want to highlight any of them. Uh, uh, I do want to give two big props because it was announced today. Um, Montez Sweat and, of course, Jalen Johnson Johnson were announced for the NFC Pro Bowls. They weren't announced as starters. They were just announced as uh, being entered in. So congrats to them. The sad part is is Jalen Johnson's contract just gets bigger and bigger as the year goes on. (laughs) But uh, you have to also shout out um, Herbert. As much as I was against the bears playing um foreman in which he's now being a crybaby on x before the game um herbert sure has come out the last two games and really led the charge with 100 yard rushing games and back-to-back games so shout out to him roshan hasn't been taking as big a role but it's okay because unlike foreman herbert is here next year so at least you're you're giving the guy uh, giving Herbert the ball when he will actually be on the team. So props there. Yep. So, but. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great point. Um, on the Atlanta side quickly, 
Um, they run, they rushed for about 134 yards, scored a touchdown. Dahiniki had a touchdown there. In terms of passing, um, they averaged about 13 and uh, 14 yards for about 180 yards, and Algiers scored a touchdown. That was most of the stats I had. They scored two touchdowns, one in the first half, one in the second half. Uh, some field goals, but interceptions were the key of the game. I think that's where we won the game. Uh, Bears had a lot of it. But feel free to um, highlight anything from the game that you guys wanted to bring up. But I wanted to go into field stock and the Bears coaching staff talk next, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, let's start with the coaching staff. Unless No, let's let Chris, Chris ask his freaking question. I'm still doing math, so give me a second. Okay, well, let's talk coach. I wasn't expecting to do all this. Okay. Let's talk coach. Because I was it before the game or after the game, the report came out that Iberflus is probably going to be keeping his job. I don't it remember. Before. It was before. It was before. So to me, that's a pretty big story. I know it hasn't been confirmed by um, anybody of importance from the Chicago Bears, but um, they, they probably won't. There's no reason for them yeah. to. But there's there's yeah. two things there. One, it's it's. It's really interesting that they're going to keep him, uh, given his historic losses that we have. But you've also seen a massive amount of improvement at the end of the year, considering we started two and seven, and we won't have, are now, I think, what won four of our last five. Mm-hmm. Possibility of finishing finishing eight and nine. So, um, which am I, I excited the both of you for guys it? predicted? I think this uh, this upcoming game is going to. Get into your predictions. Uh, for me to match, I need them to lose because I had them seven seven wins, and you guys have them at eight. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. Am I excited about Eberflus? I don't know how to feel. Um, personally, uh, how do you guys feel about Flus making the comeback next year? I mean, winning really does change everything, right? Um, think of the things you've lived through. He fired a running backs coach. He got rid of a defensive coordinator, right? Is that correct? In the middle of the season for weird unknown reasons. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly reasons. And he still survived that. And the team has actually gotten better since we got rid of those people. So while the talk was, you know, what's happening, culture, is this the right guy? We need to get rid of him. Now it looks like a triumphant story, right? It's a winning story. Now he's like, he succeeded despite blah, 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 which is very interesting to see. I still feel like the play calling could be better suited to Fields' ability, but I think that's up for debate. But I think Flus has earned his um, at least another year in, in this in this system, in my opinion. Defense alone, in my opinion, got him another year. The defense has been great. Um, you could probably say it's the matchups. Um, as far as yeah. we're pretty offense, See, I don't agree with that. We're he's, been calling the defense, he's been calling They've the defense. played three potential playoff teams in Atlanta, Minnesota, and Detroit. They beat okay. them. Okay, take it easy. Minnesota. Is, why Atlanta. do we take? Why is that? Why do we take that easy though? Like that's what I don't get. Like the the team performed in times where we weren't even expecting them to perform, and I think that's the one thing that I'll give full credit to to Flus is the times that we've the times that we've done this podcast and we've said they're gonna get blasted or they it might be one where like he's the team has proved us 
otherwise. Like they they they've gone the opposite route. So I think for that alone, the one thing that I am very much contemplating on it's either the quarterback coach or it's the offensive coordinator. Those are the two where it's like I think you're gonna see a lot of information come in between that because then then we're going to have to see who is going to get brought in because then assuming that I'm not even going to talk about the draft pick, but assuming that we don't have a good year next year with this, with the flus here, it's going to be a full wipe of the coaching staff. Like no one's going to stay. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see who gets fired and then who gets brought along. But I think the, for sure flus gets another year. I, I also think like since the chiefs game, we really not got blown out too. That was one of my concerns. Like, Bears, when we look bad, we get blown out of the building. Like, I, there's some games where we lost by a couple of scores, but, like, I don't know, the teams seem to be gelling. Again, winning might be the winning formula, too. Uh, but the team seems to be getting along. Um, that That's what I would like to say. I think The team that, looks different. I think we can all agree. In the last couple of weeks, the team has looked different compared to what we've seen early in the season. So, well, it is what, like guys... Boopin said, winning does change things. <laughs> But I'm saying this from a, okay, so I, I guess you guys are saying like winning gives a, gives a, a crew like a swag or something like you get more look. swag. Like you can even I mean from last <clears> week we were making fun of Eberflus and his after after <sighs> game speeches again. and his we've made fun of his speeching speeches at, really, you see the video at the mic. But but you look at it and it's like he's more relaxed now just from the fact that he probably <laughs> knows that he's going to be here next year. He's got some job security and. And I the way the team's winning too. and yeah. how they're winning, and he's got like a little swagger. So, but like, I said, even I said it last time. Like I, some of the comments that even he made, I was like, I think he kind of already was told that the job is like he's getting one more. Um, I think even polls. I think a lot's going to be done in the draft too, where we're going to see what polls does. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if, if the Bears give polls an extension. Going into the next season. I mean, it's only year two. You you would like always jump. Say, are they five year deals? Yeah, like they're you, you, they're gonna they're gonna want to pay him more money to keep him long. But I, I have a feeling this will be an upcoming GMs episode. Leave, bro. I know we we got we got a episode coming up for you guys where we look at the draft picks. But I think polls hit on basically everything he did in the off season, at least for this year. We'll we'll grade them. We'll we'll look through the stats, yeah. but that that's an episode we gotta look forward to in the, in the off season for sure. My one thing transitioning to Fields is I had a pretty hard stance last episode about Fields, as I don't think he was the guy. And while <clears throat> I will still say that he is incredibly inconsistent when he plays the game. Like, you can look at this game and then you compare it to the Arizona game where he basically disappeared in the fourth quarter. And then you've seen other games where he's basically disappeared in the fourth quarter and he's disappeared throughout the game. And it's just like up and down. That is not a sign of a good quarterback. Um, He shows flashes, but he needs to be more consistent. This is a big game against the Packers. But as I've also stated, the Bears have gone through the quarterback turnstile multiple times and the one consistent thing that they seem to do is they bring in a new quarterback with the old coach they did it with Trubisky they did it with Fields I don't know if that is a recipe for success so I although I am don't know if Fields is the right guy if we do keep Eberflus I want Fields to be the quarterback Let's keep some continuity. Let's get some good draft picks and let's move forward. 
Um, I don't know. If, I just I don't know if this is a question for the next episode, Miller. But I just want to ask it just because we're kind of talking about it. If we keep them, is it with the, an, an additional extension, or do you think Fields is going to want more years out of it? Like you're not getting as... an extension. He's not getting an extension. It's not so even. So you're a paying twenty million. You're paying twenty million. Then you're like paying you're, you're agreeing to the extension, year. but you're, you're like, agreeing you're to the extension. Like his fifth year option. Yeah. Okay. But this yeah. is his fourth year. So he he's this on is like his third year. This no, is no, third like year. if we next year will be his fourth, and then we have a fifth year option. Is what I was trying to say. Yes. And next year he's like the cap hit is six to eight million for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have I have the stats for you guys. I'm gonna read three different stats from the last four games. I want you guys to tell me which one is field, and I want you guys to guess which ones are the other two. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. We're gonna uh, go with. 827 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. 614 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions. 1362 yards, 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Which one is Fields? Four games? Four games. Can you say rushing for any of those guys or just no, that's uh, I'm specifically not giving rushing. <laughs> so. is, you know how difficult this is? I know. Um, this is why. Are they starting quarterbacks or are they backups? Yes and yes. The last one is Slacko, probably. Are they all? Okay, no, so he, which one? That was one fucking question. Are they starting quarterbacks or are they backups? They are. Well, see, I have to answer it in in three, so you can't ask that question because I want you. No, guys to I'm pick asking which one's for fields. all of them. So if they're not all starters, it's going to make it very difficult. But you can say no, so they're not all starters. Uh, okay, so I'm guessing one yes, is Joe Flacco. Yes, they became startles. Yes, they became startles. Okay, How I understand that? that, but I wasn't yeah, asking. Okay. So okay, one's Joe so, Flacco. Okay, so I mean, I, that wasn't answering my, my question. My question is, which one's Fields? I'm working wait, on it. Wait, wait, wait. Give us the first two stats again. No. The first two. The first two. Okay, oh, so it was awful. 827 <laughs> yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. 614 yards, four touchdowns, five interceptions, and then 1362, 11 and seven. I would say first one is Fields. I think first one. So fields. you're saying 827 is 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 Fields in the last four games? Yeah, the last four games. He threw for yeah, two. I'll go with that. Like, wait, hang on. He threw for two sixty. Well, you got to make a decision. We can't have our listeners waiting all for right, this. Right. this so is, there's a, I've already I'll listened to this for way too long. But so you're sure. saying second. second? You're saying second, Miller. You're saying first. I'm gonna say first, even though it's probably okay. Second. Miller was right. Fields threw for 827 yards. Mitch Trubisky threw for 614. Way to way to figure that out, Boopin. Good job. And Joe Flacco was 1362. And that's what I was trying to say about like the reason I brought this question up is Fields is being outperformed by a guy who literally got out of his couch and is still managing to throw more. It's a different. Fields it's not, is, it's not apples to apples, dude. How's it yeah. apples? Do you know how many three hundred yard games this man threw before Fields? He well, threw four in a row. He literally chucks the ball. He doesn't ha- care about his future. Are you talking about Mitch or Flacco? Can we? Flacco. Flacco. We don't give also, a shit about also, Mitch anymore. But... Also, Mitch was benched, and you're probably you're probably talking about Mason. Rudolph but do you understand? There. But do you understand? No, no. I. But do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? Mitch had a three hundred like, yard game. Like that's what I'm trying to tell. You. Like the the consistency of what we're looking for in the quarterback is just the passing, and that's the one thing that Miller and I have always been griped on him. And but, we have a guy who literally you, just came in, who signed, was out of the couch, and that you're 
it could be offense, but that quarterback has already thrown for over a thousand yards in four games. But Chris, you also have to understand when I talked about fields at the beginning, what I said was I want a quarterback that's going to throw for 250 and run for 50. That mm-hmm. is How what many I is said. 250 we times cannot, four? A okay. yards. We cannot sit here and expect him to put up 300-yard games consistently. No, like you're absolutely out in the past, right. It's not his game. So what did but he do this what... last game? He put up 267, one touchdown, and 50 rushing yards. That you're is right. literally what I said. before that was 170, 166. Like, come on. Like, you're, you guys are spoon-feeding me the stats, and you're the stat guy here. Do you want I'm me to just read Flacco's I'm focus last on four? one game. Do you want me to read Flacco's you... last four? Chris, do you want us to go pull the last? Do you want us to go pull the last eleven field games when he actually had good? I don't know. You're cherry picking data to fit your narrative. It's the last it's like, four games. What do you mean? Oh, it's good. I can pull right, the last hey, ten hey, games and it'll yeah. look a lot better. But pick the last ten for Flacco and let's see. He only like, played five games. I get this what year. you're saying. That's I understand point. it. I am he was on with a couch you. For he a needs reason. to be. He needs to be more of a. Ruben, consistent you realize passer, that makes my point but... even better because in the five games that he's played, he's already gotten it's more yards than Fields has it's as a not, whole. You cannot like, like I get what he's trying to do, but one, he's not a dedicated quarterback. The same type of quarterback. Two, it's not the same system. That's not the yeah, game we play. Because you can literally sit here and pull the data from Joe Burrow. Pat Mahomes, like plenty of people done, Jalen Hurts, and say, and throw up Justin Fields up there and say, oh, so Justin Fields is the best quarterback in the league? Like no, Dobbs. He's not. look like the second coming of, I don't know, Peyton Manning for two games. and then and I'm very disappointed you just, didn't throw Jordan Love up there. I thought about it, but I felt like that was going to be too okay. easy given who I, the I, opponent I think, was okay. going to be. I, I think this is a good segue, boys. Uh, we wanted to talk about Fields, right? I want to lay out the two options we have in front of us along with everything I see and you guys can pick and choose what path you want to take, okay? I I think I know talking the answer. about things that we're supposed to be talking next week. Yes. Well, no. This is this is general. I don't think we go in much detail. So the two options, obviously, we have the number one pick. So we draft <laughs> Caleb Williams. This is literally next week's agenda, but I get you. I get what you're doing, Boop, and I get you. I get you. And go ahead. Um uh, like Trade fields, maybe get a second round and some other round pick. Option one. Um, option two, we keep Justin Fields, trade number one overall pick, but get some additional draft assets. Maybe do, do the same thing we did. Maybe it goes to a bad team. Maybe get two first round pick, one pretty high, one in the middle rounds next week, next year. Again, those are the two options, right? One thing I want to point out, there is route for success on both sides for the Bears. If we keep fields, we have some good pieces. We will have some additional pieces this year. Next year, we can build this team the right way, right? Um, that That's option one. We are set up for success. Playoffs will be the expectation then. Option one. Option two would be draft Caleb Williams. But usually when a rookie comes into a team, they're not set up like the Bears are set up. We have a decent defensive unit. We have a decent offensive weapons. We get to build around a rookie quarterback. Even with a rookie dip, I feel like we still have a chance to be decent. I think... The ceiling is lower with Caleb Williams, but the possibility of being decent to above average is still there. Those are the two options I see, and we don't have to go into full detail of what it is, but I just wanted to lay the groundwork for the two scenarios the Bears fans are fighting. I side with the Bears fans. I don't know if you heard it on Sunday. We want fields. That's what I want. I I don't know if he's the answer, but I'm willing to give him one more year 
What's I feel like you guys chanted, we want fields, but there's an asterisk in this when he throws more than 250 yards. But Miller, do you want to go first? No? Okay, I'll go first. Both options to me are wrong. I think the one option that no one's talking about, which I honestly see the Bears doing. We cannot bring back Don't say it. Do not say it. We cannot bring back Mitch Trubisky. Listen. Listen. Bring nothing. Don't say it. You just draft Caleb and sit him for a year. And let's see what Fields does. (laughs) That's the worst. No, I mean... No, it is not. You know how many people have already like said that? Like, you draft Caleb, you can sit him in for one year. It's another prove me year for Fields. Now, what's going to end up happening okay. though is we don't know what the coaching is going to be, but it does give the Bears an option. Okay, how many points can I make against this? Okay, one. First of all, that will never work because if Fields has any bad games. He's going to be chanted out of the stadium and to bring in Caleb since you spent a first round pick on him. Two, Fields can only hurt his trade value at this point. It's probably no, the can't. highest it will ever be. And because one, you shake your head for some odd reason. One, if you trade him now, he's two years on this team rather than going in in the middle of the season trading him. Oh, or are you going to wait till the end of the year and only give him one and give him one year for a team? Because they're going to give up that value. It's a that's so stupid. There's no way in this world that they would do that. It's just dumb. I thought you were going to say it, draft Marvin Harrison number one. That would be it's it's, be it's a win dumb, win for the Bears. Dumb. It's a win win for the Bears. It's not. It's a lose lose. How is it a lose? You're lose? losing value on Fields, and you're creating you're quarterback controversy with two potential quarterbacks. One that's actually decent and has shown NFL ability, and the other one being a rookie. It's it's not like it's Miller, an Alex Smith, Smith Patrick Miller home hold situation. On, time out. I have to Alex call you Smith out. A, hold on, stop, 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 stop. Okay, stop, stop. You're telling me because you're the one that says that we have a chance at a quote unquote generational talent. Do we want not a court? Do we not want a quarterback battle? If you I mean, know that. But answer the question genuinely. You, answer the question genuinely. Caleb, he's the future. So what's in it for Fields? That's the whole point. That's what's that's in, my answer. That's what, the whole point, though. What's the, the do point? Do we not want to see if Fields is still going to put up the numbers we want him to put? You're content. So with what are you going to do? You're going to sit sit Caleb on the bench? That's yes. so dumb. If so, if Fields comes out and lights it up, you're just going to sit Caleb on the bench. He just became. You used draft an capital. overall number yeah. one pick on him, and you're just going to sit him on the yep. bench. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it gives it literally gives the Chris, Bears. It gives the Bears every potential out- outcome that they want. If Fields produces, and then they're going to make him get this new contract or whatever it is, if the contract still doesn't work, because you got to remember, Fields is going to want a lot of money if he plays very well. Let's not forget that. So you're going to sign then Fields goes, and have Caleb on the bench? You end up trading him. Yes. You're trading Caleb or Fields? You trade Caleb if your if your decision is Fields. What? So you yes. trade a guy. So you use the overall number one pick, and then you trade Caleb and maybe get a third, because that's no, intelligent. No, you won't get a. You won't get a. You third are for not going to get a number one. You're not going to get a one for a guy with zero NFL experience. Look at Trey Lance. All that's going to generate is controversy over Caleb. Why couldn't Caleb beat out Fields? That's all that's going to happen. It's a total negative. It's hilarious. Caleb doesn't grow. No. He doesn't get to play. Like, it, the, 
the rookie quarterbacks grow by playing. They le- learn the scenario. Mm-hmm. He's one year behind. We are only getting him for four years. At the do you know what most. the difference is though with all with that? Do you know what the difference is? Is that all the rookie quarterbacks that have started, they either could possibly end up getting hurt, but they learned the system because they put all their eggs in that one basket. What I'm trying to say is right now the Bears don't know where those eggs go. They don't know which basket to put it under. We're, we can't honestly sit here and say that we're ready for Fields to be the future. That That is that <laughs> is the most confusing thing you can do to the fan base. You either the concept with, that with you staying... have. Ahead, the concept of you, that you have of drafting a quarterback with Fields isn't wrong. There is a possibility of drafting a quarterback in the third or fourth round, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But the fact that you're drafting a quarterback number one overall and have in creating this controversy and basically probably weakening the values on both players, in my opinion, is wrong. But See, and I disagree. the Bears drafting a quarterback would n- is not a bad thing. There, you're, not, there are questions. you're not losing out if you think that Caleb is generational talent. If you think Caleb is generational talent, what's the difference of not playing him compared to having Fields play? To me, right now, at that one moment, they can both be interchangeable. It's dependent on who the Bear, what the Bears decide to do on the off- do offensive. Do you remember what side. happened to Mitch? Do you remember what happened to Fields? We agree, but like we agree, what happened to Mitch? In. They were not rookie quarterbacks that were brought in. They were veteran quarterbacks. I understand that, but what I'm saying is they were basically forced into the game, and they looked awful their whole first year. So why do you want that to be well, again? Except Mitch, because it's going to happen. Mitch looked awful his first year. Am I confusing the years? Yeah. I'm confusing. So the following year, he was good. I thought he had decent first year. Quotes. But, like, I just don't see a scenario where that is benefiting the Bears. It's... I, I understand I what you're it. saying. It brings but a lot of it brings a lot of buzz to Chicago. It's a win-win for them. If Fields has a bad game, then the threat of him being replaced is there. You could still make a trade, and the trade does so that's line, a like good we've seen thing? with other teams. Yes, that's a good thing. Yes. Why is it not a good thing? You're putting the organization so first. Fields what having one bad game and Caleb coming up the rear is a good thing. Well, no, and I'm not saying one game, but it's pretty obvious that Fields will be on a leash for the, like five, six games. I don't know. With the okay, like, let's get to the important down, topic. How up and down you are, it won't be five, six games. One bad game. He, like you, you see the only reason fans the only reason booing, I'm saying uh, booing the first half. They were booing. No, but see, this I, and I was going to get to that. I knew you were going to get to that. But I, here's what I was going to say though. It's dependent because are we all in agreement? Getz is gone this year. Getz. If if everyone's gone, I'm not. Gone. I don't. I don't. You're think. you're not. I, I want him to be gone, but I don't think he is. If so I'm, stays, I'm, so yeah. So then, stay. so here we get to the point where it's now Fields uh, with Getsy and seeing if he can continue to progress. But we then also have the future learning a system that most likely won't matter, and he'll have his new coordinator when Fields is gone anyway. So it's it's going to be dependent on what the Bears decide to do with the offensive this coordinator. Sounds okay. like a dumpster fire. You're explaining it. It sounds I, like a dumpster fire. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you not stare at dumpster fires? Are they not fun to look at? What's the problem here? <laughs> they are. All right. You're there gonna, we go. You're going to have a rookie quarterback learn a system. The system's going to explode and be awful, so then he's going to learn a new system. Okay. So, All right. I want to throw my... Field's positivity score, please. 
five for the last game. Um, he was five to I'll let the I'm going to give it a seven. I think he's probably back. I really do. I th- I think because the Bears locked the first pick, I'm at a five. I'm still fifty fifty. Wait, the fact that they locked the first pick, you feel better that Fields will be back? No, I feel like it's a coin he was flip a six between last week. I well, was a six. I was a six. You were of three. I thought he said five. No, I was a two. Miller was he was Miller positive. One. He was Miller like was a one. fifty fifty. I was like fifty fifty. I want I want to say like I'm a five or six. I was a six. I um, thought I right was now, the highest, but I could be wrong. Well, you're always the highest. I wonder why. But four twenty, baby. I think because the Bears locked the number one pick, it's like a coin flip. Um, I know we're talking. We're going to talk about the next game here in a little bit, but that's. I don't know if it's going to make a difference or not. Like, there's just a lot on the table. Like, all right, awesome. Well, um, we. Briefly want to talk. Do you have any other questions for us, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm saving the uh, the other one. I think I'm going to save it for the next episode. Okay. All right. Um, but that was a fun little one. I, I'm glad that you guys figured out Flacco first and Boop and pick Mitch. So we got to use that. That Boop and prefers <laughs> Mitch over Fields. I'm using that later. All right. Please do. Um, Let's get to the, the important part of the episode, please. All right. Uh, Chris, please cue the applause. Ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, please applaud our fantasy champion, Michael. I don't want to say. Yeah, no one, no one cares. No one cares. Let's move on. <laughs> That's right, like baby. Note, I would like to note I scored more points than him, and I finished third. So. Should have done that no. the week before. I know, Michael. Did you see my team? My team, entire team went off the last week. Anyway, no one cares. I finished third. Um, hopefully, I, f- your I finished tenth. I finished in third in both my leagues. I think, but finished in you... first. All right, shut up. Can you mute him? Hopefully, your league is him, already man. done, and you're not competing this week. If you are, look for a new league. It's week eighteen. Um. There's literally like a list of 10 quarterbacks that, and probably their star players not playing this week. Lamar, Stafford, uh, um, Brock Purdy, Mahomes, Flacco, even Zach Wilson is not playing this week. So watch out. Uh, Minnesota is starting Nick Mullen in a win and get in game or they need some help, I think. But it's a big game for them. Um, no, they have like 1% chance. They're like where the Bears were. Well, the Bears were officially out last week, so it's not yeah, going to matter. After they lost. No, they were out but... when they, the Packers won. Yeah. Um, Sam Howells is starting for the Commanders. Expected to play Josh Allen, Mason Rudolph, not Mitch Trubisky, Billy, Billy Zappi, and Kyler Murray. So um, lots of big names not playing, but teams that have something to play for. Like, uh, Kyler those... isn't playing? Why isn't Kyler playing? No, expected to play. He's oh, finishing out the year. Sorry, the last list was the last list of people have they have something to play for, except uh, Patriots. Like um, Bills, if they win, they win the division. I think um, the Kyler and Zappy. Yeah, that's just... that's a pretty crazy scenario. And I think it's... like the the loser of the Bills Miami game is like fifth place. May not and then make the, winner the playoff. Is second even. place may not make the playoff. Like if they, oh, really? they 
if a couple of things happen, they may not make the playoffs, which is insane. But that's crazy. Um. Anyway, um, it was like pretty crazy. Lots of good scenarios. Colts are playing the Texans. I think the winner gets in as the probably winner of that division. Maybe a wild card spot at least. Um, a couple of really good games. I don't know how they do it. The freaking schedule makers figure it out and. Speaking of of schedule makers, do you guys remember a couple weeks ago we had the conversation what would happen to the Bears Packers game and if it was going to be flexed? (laughs) Like where it was going to land? It fucking landed on the three o'clock game. (laughs) Got flexed. It really got got flexed. flexed. Well, all the games said TBD at one point, so it's definitely like game of the week kind of a deal, right? Yeah. But we got. It makes uh, sense. There's only like a handful of games. That are good. I mean, yeah. unless you guys want to watch the Rams against the Niners, Sam Darnold against uh, Carson Wentz, that's just <laughs> up my alley. I saw that. I saw that. It's fucking Carson Wentz back from the dead. Uh, no, like, but there are some good, interesting matchups there too. Um, some playoff implications. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see for sure. Week eighteen. But uh, if you guys have anything else to add, do so. Otherwise. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back on the other side with our special guest, Talking Bears at Packers Week 18. Winner take all, even though Bears go home, even if they win. Welcome back. What a treat we have in store for you. It is not only the most storied rivalry in all of NFL, we have a very special friend joining us to help us break it down. We did it long time ago with a Packer fan in week one. Seems like, Jesus, centuries ago at this point. But here we go. Bears-Packers, week 18. Packers win and go to the playoff. Bears, doesn't matter for them. They lose. They're still going home, but they can play spoilers. Big week. Please welcome to the show, Hitav, all the way from California. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> All right. Welcome, welcome, uh, welcome. We, last couple of shows, we've been starting it this way, maybe one show, but um, could we start off with how long have you been a Packers fan? How did it start? Uh, you know, how did that journey bring you here today? That's a good question, well, considering he yeah. grew up in <laughs> Chicagoland. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago and went to high school with Mike uh, and junior high, I think, so... Um, my and uncle Chris. who and Chris, yeah. Uh, not junior high for Chris though, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, not junior high. But uh my uncle, when I first moved to the United States, um, you know, he was a Packers fan, and so the only games I ever watched growing up were with him. And mm. if you think about like a ten year old child, right? Like if you move to the United States, football is like a very hard game to learn if you think about it, right? There's no you don't know what like a yard is. Uh, it's a game called football, but everyone's throwing it everywhere. Uh, there's all these like downs and distances. So it, you need like someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Um, and I learned basically watching only Brett Favre games. And then I also kind of like, as you got older as an adult, you kind of see like the bears being run as a dumpster fire. And it's kind of hard to like go, go back to that. You know, you're just like, all right, I'll stick with my Packers fandom for life. Oh, that's funny. Oh, get that. Fuck you so much. So what were your expectations going into this year? Obviously, as yeah, Bears honestly, fans, I, we were excited. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking, you know, the Packers would probably end up with like 
six or seven wins, but I had it completely wrong in that I thought I thought the defense had enough talent that they would like squeeze out a few random wins, but it's actually been the exact opposite. <laughs> um, they fared much better than I thought they would, and it's been fun watching it just like, if you compare, you know, you were talking about like, oh, the last time you had someone on was like week one. Um, both teams, the Bears and the Packers, are so drastically different now. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Jordan Love, the first half of that Bears game was very, very bad, right? Like both teams were very bad, but Jordan Love looked yes. terrible. Uh, you watch that game against like the Raiders, against the Saints, and like they won the Saints game, but they didn't look good until the la- like the fourth quarter, right? For a while, they had they scored like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I forget what the number is, but they scored like seven points in like six first halves or something. Um, mm. Like they looked bad, and then whatever happened, they just like flipped a switch, and it's been so fun to watch for the last few weeks, minus that Giants game. Yeah, well, I, I will. I completely agree with you. Jordan Love has definitely. It was interesting because obviously we're in the Bears market and we hate the Packers and all that fun jargon so it's like it's a constant conversation and we're constantly keeping up on how he's doing and it was just like first half of the year it was like oh yeah this guy sucks he's gonna be out of the league he's he's done he's done and and then it slowly like had a little up and down and now it's just like straight up that everybody's just like holy shit well at least he's not Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers we can hold our hope with that yeah but it's just like it's kind of crazy to see his progression through the year as well. And it it probably also tells you that, like, you shouldn't, with any, like, young quarterback, I mean, granted, for Love, it's, like, his fourth year in the league, but um, you kind of wonder how many of these young quarterbacks just, like, lose all their confidence because they get benched halfway in or something, you know? Um, like, I think they need room to grow. Uh, actually, so Jordan Love, I had him on my uh, other fantasy team, not the one that Miller won for the first time. Congratulations, yeah! by the way. Um, but I started him every week and in the beginning it was like, oh, like, you know, the Packers are doing so terrible. He'll get garbage time touchdowns and yards. And then it became like, oh, he's actually good and I can rely on him to win games now. Um, and honestly, like he's doing it with, you don't want to say no one. Cause like they're all young, right? The receivers are all young. Um, we just had our first 100 yard receiver on Sunday and it's a dude named Bo Melton off the practice squad. Like. It wasn't anyone, that, it wasn't Dobbs, it wasn't Watson, it wasn't even just like Aaron Jones on a random game, you know? Like, the first 100-yard receiver was Bo Melton, a practice squad guy on All Sunday year? Night Football. All year. Like, wow. I, I, they were going over the stats today, like diving into the wide receivers and, and everything, and I think, it, what is it, like, your leading wide receiver has like 800 yards and then behind him is like six and six. It's like all stacked really close, but I didn't realize that this was your first hundred yard. Who's the number one? Who's number one? It's it's either him or Dobbs. I mean, or Watson. Technically it's Watson, but he's been hurt all year. And it's, 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 it's even more to like talk about Jordan love and just the stats that he's put up over 300 or 3,800 yards, and he's got 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Already beat the Bears' best quarterback ever. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it's like, um, it's yeah. very impressive to see the weapons that he's actually throwing to. And I mean, the offense has been decimated. The playmakers have been decimated by injuries, too. Yeah, like, and the line. 
No, no David Bakhtiari's always hurt. You can't count that. No, he doesn't want to play without Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I think he just wants to get his last paycheck. But honestly, like, you know, going from a left tackle to, like, a dude that was drafted in, like, the sixth or seventh round or something as a developmental prospect, and he's, like, he's also gotten much better as the season has gone on. So, like, I think they do really just have, like, a team approach up there. Um, granted, sometimes they shouldn't because they keep, like, players who suck in for a, lo- a while, right? Like, the ongoing thing for Packers fans was, like, why is Amari Rogers still returning kicks, like, three years in? Uh, and then they, like, cut him, and Nixon was, like, an all-pro returner right afterwards who was already on the roster. Um, right. But they are a more patient franchise, it seems. Like, they don't like to just jump from and make conclusions, like, very quickly on players, especially young players. Yeah. Um, I had a chance to see Love in person. I went to the uh, Chiefs-Packers game, and dude, like, he's fearless. Like, he was falling to the ground, three defenders on, I think it was Reed, or maybe Wicks, one of the people. He just threw it up. He just threw it up. Oh, Exactly. That was a dog. Right the three defenders, yeah. Yeah, it was insane. And the touchdown throw at the end, like, he just threw it one way. The cornerback went the other way. The safety went the other way. And the receiver went the right way and caught it. And, like, I went to my father-in-law with, who was with me, and I was like, he's going to throw an interception watch to end the game. And no, he just kept balling out every throw he made, fucking yeah. landing on target. So I don't know if you have a chance to there, see him in person. It, it is pretty impressive. There's There is something. I mean, he always had the arm talent, right? Like, even if you look at his, like, college tape, it was his arm strength was never the question. It was always, like, decision-making, if his feet, if he could get his, like, feet under control, or if he just kind of, like, uh, was a little antsy in the pocket and he still shows that sometimes like early in the season he would be like quick to kind of bail or or like he would start running and then like just run into a defender um so it does still show but like there's he's shown so much improvement that like this season has to be considered a success regardless right whether they make the playoffs or not or if they make any noise in the playoffs like to go from where he was like week two to where he is now it like has to be a success yeah, huge props to LaFleur, too. LaFleur, just, like, not bailing on a young quarterback on a young team. Like, you guys are the second youngest team or something crazy out there. Like, no one panicked, right? Like, he had a plan. He stuck to the plan to get here. I think LaFleur, like, it was not Rodgers that was making the team better. Rodgers was great, but LaFleur on his own, I think, stuck, like, put his stamp on the team, too. That was pretty good to see. Yeah. And honestly, Enough like... about the Packers. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you know, with like um, Rogers, like he, Rogers is a guy who like demands perfection, right? Um, and it's it's one of those reasons that people talk about with like um, like why why great players can't be good coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Like Michael Jordan would make a terrible coach because he's like, hey, just shoot it over three people and make it. Like, why is it so hard? But the people who are like average or slightly above average are just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's not how we can't do that. Right. So I think like last year, you know, Rogers like relied heavily on veterans because he trusted them. He knew where they were going to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like the, some of the stuff in the earlier season, it wasn't just Jordan love, right? Like receivers were dropping balls, running the wrong routes. Mm -hmm. Like Rogers would never be okay with that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like they all kind of like brought each other up because they were all kind of confused and then slowly started like gelling together. I think you saw that in the Jets hard knocks where 
um who, I forget the court, the receiver's name where he was he had a meeting with the rest of the wide receivers he's like listen you drop that first ball he's going to get on you Alan Lazard probably it was no, no, Lazard no. thank you no, no was it Lazard it was, um, it was the other Michael guy Cobb. the other guy oh, yeah it was Cobb yeah it was Cobb, Cobb. Was so- and you could see him like he's just laid back and he's like it's going to happen yeah. just like there's just going to be ways around it. So it's funny kind of seeing it from hearing it from your side too. And I think like that's, right. I think that applies to anyone, right? Like you hear stories about like Brady and Manning and even probably Favre Aikman back in the day, like Elway, they all just like, they're so good at what they do that they expect everyone else to be on their level or at least their mm-hmm. level of effort. Right. In terms of like uh, not messing up the play. Like they don't, they, they might not care as much if you like, drop a hard catch, but they'll care way more if you're in the wrong place. Fair. Before Boopin moves on to the Bears, what's going on with Jair Alexander? What the fuck? Your star (laughs) quarterback is now getting suspended? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I think I kind of appreciate that they kept most of it under wraps. The story that's out is that he basically, like, you know, they nominate, like, different captains every week, and he Mm. wasn't one of them. He's from Charlotte, and they were playing the Panthers, yeah. and he just went out there and called the coin flip and then, like, gave the wrong decision, right? Um, but then there's also saying that, like, oh, it wasn't just that incident. And, you know, he has been a little bit more open about uh, hating on our very inept defensive coordinator. So I think I that might have factored into it. Um, Did he at one game say, like, I think the defense – scored a point maybe a couple of touchdowns and he's like we gotta score more points to win i think that was him he was like calling out the offense because they were like it was early in the season i think Uh, i I don't know if that was him someone called out the offense for like not being up to par or something like that too yeah i i don't remember that but i mean jair's always had like a he's always had like an eccentric personality you know like you go back in his interviews he's wearing these like 1970s glasses and top hats and He's always like smiling. He has like, a, you know, like a lot of these cornerbacks and wide receivers have like eccentric personalities. But um, I think it's kind of good. They kept it in house. And his interview today, he was like, yeah, no, like it was on me. And uh, I hopefully I can learn from this and get better. But I really hope they don't get rid of him because when he's when he's on, like he is he is oh, insanely God. good. Yeah. 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 He was For dominant sure. before that injury that he had. Yeah. Okay, um, we have a couple of questions for you, um, but like, let's start at home. Um, we are, you know, at least one of the three people here on the panel are Fields fans. Two people are like learning to trust him a little bit more. But outside looking in, what do you see with Justin Fields? Like, do you, you know, he's a running quarterback. That's always a concern. Like, is he scary enough than a Bears quarterback in the past? What do you think of him? I honestly, I have no idea what to make of him. Um, I've I've actually watched a decent amount of Bears games just because this year they haven't been at the same time as Packers games. Um, but like, you know, those last game against Atlanta, like the dude just like somehow avoided like three people in the backfield and ran for like 15 yards, you know, like out of nowhere. And there's outside of like Lamar Jackson, I don't think anyone does that in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Kyler Murray too. But the thing with Fields is, yeah, the the thing with Fields is like I feel like he doesn't um he doesn't really like play at NFL speed in terms of passing. Like he'll th- he has arm strength and he'll throw it to the open guy, 
but he doesn't play with like that anticipation where like the ball comes out before the receiver makes the break, right? And some level of that mm-hmm. is just like trusting. And DJ Moore is fantastic. So like if anybody's gonna be like very much in sync on running routes, it's him, right? Um, so I don't know if he just doesn't trust it or you know he's had multiple offensive systems that he's had to go through. Um, I but like his arm strength is his arm talent is there. His running like strength and like how he escapes the pocket is ridiculous. Uh, but I think in a pass first league, I don't, it's hard, you know, like how many times do you get a first overall pick with someone like Caleb Williams available that you can turn it down? Yeah. A lot of the points that you just brought up, we literally just talked about in the first segment. And that was what kind of hit me at least was the Atlanta game. And just some of the throws that he made in that game were different than the ones that he's made in previous. Like you talk about that anticipatory route, but you see that DJ Moore touchdown in the corner of the end zone. DJ hadn't even made the cut when he let that ball loose. And it's like, it's throws like that that he hasn't made before. Like he just physically hasn't for whatever reason. And you just hope that there's growth and, but you don't know. You don't know what this team's going to do because, like you said, you have people like Caleb Williams that are coming out of the coming out of college, and we got the overall pick. So, you being an LA boy, what is your thoughts on Caleb? Honestly, man, like I, uh, I don't think you should trust me at all in terms of like college quarterbacks. When I lived here before I moved to Boston, I watched a lot of Justin Herbert, and I was like, oh man, this guy has like. He shows up once in a while. He's going to be terrible in the NFL. So, like, after that, I just, like, but, no, Caleb, Caleb Williams actually is special. Um, you, he's not on, like, a, on a, as a prospect, he's not on the level of, like, a Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, right? Uh, like, a once-in-a-generation type prospect. But um, uh, he is, I think he will make a very good NFL quarterback, but I've been very wrong about this before. So have the you analysts. Know. You're fine. Yeah, or yeah he that's... fucking comes up and throws like he's going to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no. that, that that that's good to hear. Like, it's have... it's a talking point that we have. We don't know. We we don't know. We see the yeah. stats and we've heard all the arguments. You have this town is definitely a town divided. Um, I mean, you I have mean... people all over. The... Go ahead. If you're if you're not afraid of the chaos, like the pure chaos that this would cause, you could also just keep Fields and draft Caleb Williams. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well. Right? Like Well, you... well, well. How the turns have tabled. <laughs> I mean, literally yeah. just brought that up and I called him a complete moron. Uh, so I'm gonna I guess well, I'm gonna call you a complete moron. No, I mean like team building wise, it doesn't so if you if you wanted to draft Caleb Williams, right? Like, what do you think Fields would fetch in a trade? Like second well, they're saying right now round. a second. Second or third. Yeah, I mean... Maybe even higher. If you think that his, you know, the last few games he's looked much better, the team has looked much better, um, if he, like, if he waxes the Packers on Sunday, like, are you really ready to give up on him? Um is the is that shot worth a second? I mean, the Bears gave up a second for Chase Claypool, right? Like, it's not. I love that you and okay, I almost have okay, the same okay. thought process on this, and and these guys are just fucking quiet, not not saying the well, same shit that they said to me. No, you're you're not, very, I'm, I was I'm about very to. interested on it. I was literally about to. What is your what is the positives that that brings the Bears? Because all I uh, see is negatives. I see so, 
Fields being on the field and possibly sucking a few games and the fans revolting on him. And not only that is the trade value for Fields is going to be gone. And yeah. what are you going to do? Leave Caleb on the bench the whole time? So, I mean, uh, you know, they've, if you look at a lot of good quarterbacks, right? Like they started on the bench, whether it's like Mahomes, Rogers, if you want to throw Jordan Love in there. I mean, Justin Herbert for what, like three games or something was behind Tyrod. Um, that's why I said, if you don't mind chaos, right? Like it would be chaos. You would have to navigate the like, you'd have to navigate the like, oh yeah, we drafted like a generational prospect, but still believe in fields and all the media stuff that goes with it. Um, but if he shows that he's really good, uh, maybe you keep him for another year. Uh, let Caleb Williams kind of learn as a second stringer and then trade him afterwards. Um, you know, oh, like that. But you're not going to get the value. I love you. You're not going to get the value because his contract's coming up and the team that's going to be trading for him is going to have to fork up a bunch of money. So it's not like you're going to get the value of having him trade. They would have forked up the money anyway, the though. That's the point that I was trying to make. But continue, Hitav. Keep telling him they're yeah, wrong. I, mean, I love this. It's it's not. No, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's just like a it's a different way to go, right? Like having too many quarterbacks is not a bad thing. I'm sure you could find and, a way to like <laughs> to like you know get that into something. And the the thing with the Bears is like they have they're kind of playing with house money because they have that extra first round pick, right? And I think that kind of changes things, right? Like you can get Caleb Williams and potentially like a Marvin Harrison Jr. or that he might not last that long, but like a um a a Dunze or, or someone yeah. from like from Washington or a lineman. I am not against the premise of drafting a quarterback. I am just against the premise of drafting a quarterback in number one. If they were to trade back and draft one of these other quarterbacks even in the late first or third round or second, fine. But drafting a quarterback at number one is going to create way too much controversy. And if I don't think keep, it's going to be beneficial. Yeah. 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 But see the thing you're, keep. you're under the premise of drafting and then that's it. What I, and, and he type, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I think you and I are kind of seeing it where it's a win-win where if the bears are winning with fields, you're probably going to still make the playoffs. Caleb Williams, well, his value is still going to stay the same because he no, hasn't seen anything on it. Look I at mean, all it, the it Patriot quarterbacks the that have picks. been picked in the pack. But you can definitely get a first rounder. You could definitely look get at, a first rounder for him. Look at Trey Lance. That's probably the most recent example. Yeah, but Trey like, Lance also like had game film and showed that he wasn't good, right? Like that's the difference. That's I mean that's <laughs> fair, but if if you're sitting here playing fields and he can't. And Caleb can't beat out Fields. What does that say about Caleb? How good is it? Says it's not meant may not to beat him good. out. That's, or that's the point, he's though. He's not but meant to beat him out. But that's how it's perceived. That's how it's I perceived guess. from other teams. I mean, this happened with Mahomes, <laughs> right? Like they He was not the Alex. number one pick. He was the 10th pick. And Alex Smith was further along in his career. He wasn't on a rookie also deal. Also balling yeah. out. Alex Smith was having the freaking year of his life with Jamal Charles and I don't know who else was on. I mean, yeah. Packers are the, the best example of this. You've done it time and time again, but you, I don't think you've ever done it with the number one pick. You've been done yeah. it with first it's rounders, like Rodgers and Love. But yeah. who's actually but done it with a number one pick? Nobody, because they don't That's do the it. Point. That's the point. No, not that they don't because do it. It's, it's because stupid. Every, because every opportunity that is there for a quarterback to be at one, the team that drafts him, they will never have already a, num- a, a, a starter of that caliber. That never happens. You're already dog shit team going at number one, so you need a quarterback. That's why that never happens. However, you can definitely look at what you said. The 10th pick, Aaron Rodgers was 26, 
27? It was like a third round pick, wasn't he? No, wasn't no, he? Rogers was no. first. He, he was first in the round. green room. He was in the green room, and yeah, I think he was, he was like 20, 26, 27. Yeah, late tw- mid to late 20s. Yeah, and he was he was projected to be a top 10. And right. so, like, even on that point, you could you, you could have said, well, the, the Packers could have done this. But that's a perfect example of a, a rookie quarterback that was just sitting there to learn. My only other con- – and, Hitab, I brought this up. You, you weren't here for it. But I said the only thing that concerns me if the Bears did something like that is what happens with the offensive coordinator and the coaching staff because then that's going to be a different – debacle that you're going to have to try to handle where it's either Caleb and J- Justin learn a new system or Justin succeeds with the system that he's currently under and Caleb is just going to learn that and he's just going to replace him anyway. Yeah. No, and that, and that's a fair point, right? Like Justin Fields is, I don't know, you you guys probably tell, tell me better, but like how many offensive coordinators has he had? I'd say at least two? Technically three, three I think, because technically... Nagy took over play calling or gave up play calling or one of those things. So I think technically yeah. it's three, but really it's been two coaching staff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I also find it kind of weird that they're keeping Eberflus, right? So like, I think you're keeping the coach, then maybe keep the quarterback and just see where it goes. But um, if you're going to, if you're going to like bring in a new coach or a new coordinator, then just like start over and yeah, get it. Take mine. the That's, second. Yeah. Take the second, get Caleb Williams, sign some veteran to start the first, sign Tyrod for the first like 10 games since that's what he seems to be great at, and then bring in Caleb Williams after that. Yeah, that's, that's what my thought process is. And the well, thing that sucks I, for I, us, the thing that sucks for us, sorry, I remember to cut you off, but I know we said it. Like the Bears have been known to do that multiple times where it's like we bring in a vet, our quarterback sucks, we then replace it, and it becomes a whole like QB thing. But I like kind of like you're saying the dumpster fire that it would be of the Bears picking Caleb and still keeping Justin. I would watch that, and I <laughs> Hard Knocks will come to Chicago, and it will oh, be the greatest thing ever televised. Yeah. It's definitely coming to Chicago this year. McCaskey well, doesn't me, want it to come to Chicago. Let me ask you this: like, if um, you know, the original pick is actually the Panthers' pick, right? So yes. Panthers are going to have a new coach. If they had kept that pick. Do they pick Caleb Williams or do they stick with Bryce Young? Oh wow! I see, think you have to stick with Bryce Young. You see, but you're forcing the question of being a one a one year rookie with a brand like it's it's not really a true comparison. I think the better comparison would have been a third a third round or a third year player. Third or four, yeah, someone you who you've like seen a little bit more. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. But or even like say like, Arizona oh, Cardinals, question. right? If the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona, that, yeah, you draft Caleb. Oh no, they're, they're keeping Kyler. Oh, they're, they're keeping Kyler. Kyler. You keep Kyler. They have the second I or the third pick. Kyler. Like uh, I think yeah. what Kyler's right now, been right? through. I mean, he's been through three Call of Duty seasons. Like you gotta <laughs> keep. I'm just kidding. Like, like they ha- he doesn't have any weapons this year. Last year he got hurt, so he was out half last year or most of last year and half of this year. Like he's throwing to nobody right now. They got yeah. that stud tight end, but. Brown, they that's the best the they Eagles. got. So they're gonna they probably the draft with all that. Like, I mean, yeah, honestly, you gotta... if you if you squint and look at that Arizona Cardinals team, right? Like if with they have that McBride, they have Kyler. If you throw in like a, a couple more years of James Conner productivity, and you have Michael Wilson and maybe like Marvin Harrison Jr., you can like start seeing how they could almost become yeah. how the Eagles were and just kind of like running around all the time, throwing it around like a playground. You know, um, I. I personally don't know if Kyler's good enough. I think, still think he's a little short, but I still think he, if you give him weapons, he's going to be productive. Hey, hashtag yeah. short kings. Stop. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, what's your positivity score? I don't know if you have listened to our podcast in the past. We do positivity score, like just one through ten, right? Like, how positively do you feel about the team? Mostly like forward thinking, looking the Packers, the of course. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'd say like a solid eight, honestly. Um, I think we're finally gonna get rid of this defensive coordinator. Like, you know, there's I was I was just telling my friend this this last weekend, like. People always like to make these, uh, they like to make these little things like they'll watch professional sports and they'll be like, oh, like I can do that. And, you, and most of the times they'll look at them like, no, you can't. But like, I can genuinely say I can coach an 0-16 defense, right? Like you could make me defensive coordinator and I can get your team to 0-16. That were his, those were his credentials and they hired him. So he's he got on the Lions? Yeah, he was on that. He was the Lions 0-16 coordinator. Because he was he was married to the Lions coach's daughter. Oh, he, yeah, he's married to Marinelli's daughter. Um, okay, I thought Marinelli was zero sixteen. Was he not? Yeah, and Barry was the coordinator on that team. Okay, yes, so, he was a head coach though. That's what it's it was. Like you know, I, he needs to go right. Like there's there's too much. Even if you like, you either have to say that oh, our scouting sucks and we keep wasting first round picks, or you have to say, hey, like our players are actually good; they're just not being put in the right position. And I think personally, I think it's the latter because they do show flashes sometimes of just being like great when they're just left to like handle themselves. Um, but if we get rid of the defensive coordinator, uh, probably secure some more weapons for Jordan Love going forward. Um, this the. This like fifth or sixth round receiver we have from last year, Dontavian Wicks, uh, mm-hmm. that dude is awesome, right? Like he is always open. You watch any game, he's open. So I have very high hopes for him, plus whoever they like bring in. The tight ends are both rookies and looking good. Um, so I think it's just like, a, you know, like I don't see why it would be less than an eight at this point. <laughs> Okay. I have a I have a question that was not in the agenda, but just kind of talking about it, it kind of sparked it for me. Do you feel like the NFC North will be very competitive the next couple of years? Um, yeah. Compared I to what actually. we've seen, yeah. Um, I think you know the Bears have a defense again that looks really good, right? The Lions have an offense that looks good. Um. I don't know how they'll manage it once they have to like sign Amonra and Goff to extensions, um, but they mm-hmm. already have their running backs in there with Gibbs and their awesome offensive line, so their offense should still be steady. Uh, and then you have you know the league's best receiver on the Vikings, so I think it's gonna be. It might turn into one of those like AFC South st- type things where it's like a nine or ten win team wins a division, but everyone is like winning yep. seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Because looking at the standings now, it's kind of like uh, we were talking about records, and we kind of said the Bears would be like seven and eight, but we still had them. I think we do. We still have them last in general, boys. Do you recall? Like they yeah, would be last in the last. division. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we're tied, and we're we would only have been what one game away from second. Like it's. I started kind of seeing it where if the Packers get to the level where the Lions at and the Bears are just a little bit below that, like that NFC North battle is going to be like week 17, 18 next year or the following years is just going to be one of those maneuvering shit that is going to piss people off. (laughs) And we're going to be on that sheet where the bears make the playoffs. If this, this, and this, and this, and this happens, but it's nice to hear the NFC North is competitive. Go ahead, Miller. Sorry. This game is such like a win-win. I love win-win scenarios. 
And it's such a win-win for me. We either beat the Packers and we fucking beat the Packers or we lose to the Packers and we're the worst team in the division and we clinch the worst team in the division so we'll have the easiest schedule next year. It's a win-win. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, also- if we win and the Vikings will probably lose because they're playing Detroit um, and they could be the worst team. But Detroit isn't – does Detroit have anything to play for? Like, I think they might just no, rest everywhere. They already right? said they're not benching. They're, they're, they're 11 and 5. Aren't, it, all those teams are 11 and 5. I think they're still playing for the second uh, second seed. Oh, really? Also, Dan Campbell, he'll fucking bite your kneecaps off. He'll definitely be <laughs> starters. He's coming for the, Especially after that game against the Cowboys. Oh, he's yeah, I, don't think he wants to, I don't think he wants to go into the playoffs with uh, that, that taste in his mouth, which I can't really fault him for. I mean, that was just some, that was just some like, Bush League shit if I've ever seen it, you know? It's, it's like, <laughs> like, what a... It was the yeah, same like, crew that did the Sunday night football in Packers yeah, Chiefs. Exactly. Which was also just like, same... like, what are you guys doing here? You know, again, like, like, I can't do very many things on professional athlete fields. I can be that bad of a referee, though. Right? <laughs> like, if someone's looking at me and says I'm eligible, I could turn away and be like, no, nah, no, nah, somebody else said that. Like, I can do that. <laughs> Aren't they doing the Sunday night game, too? Or, the, like, the Ravens-Steelers, I think? They're doing another big game this week. Oh, Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. Saturday night, but Saturday night game. I guess like does that game really matter though? Can the Steelers still no, make the playoffs? Fair. Yeah, fair. I think it does. The Pittsburgh. Also, also, Ravens are not playing uh, at least Lamar's sitting. Yeah, so I think yeah. it, it only matters for Pittsburgh, not for Baltimore, obviously. All right. Okay. All right. So that's, that's, so... that's, that's, Sorry, that's let's get regarding the Lions. Yeah, no, I just Chris a quick is... look at the Lions. Okay. Um, it looks like they are tied with the Cowboys. At eleven and five, but if they both win, Dallas still takes second. Oh, because of the head to head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure the that NFL has them playing at the same time. <clears throat> they have both to play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get mathematical. Uh, who wins and what's the score, Etab? I think twenty four twenty Packers. Ooh. Making the playoffs. I think it'll be close. Um, yeah, I think I think the Packers will probably win this one. Okay, Chris. Um, it's it's tough for me, but I am gonna go ahead and say it's gonna be a shootout. It is going to be thirty-eight, thirty-one Packers. Based on what? Our, our defense 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 are like no, but they've been on a high. Didn't they just let Minnesota score three points? We have like the, the best defense over the last six weeks or some shit like that. But I, I, I just want it's, it's Lambo. Like it's Lambo. You know, we always seem to not be at our best. It's, it it's going to be Lambeau, fucking so. cold and they'll score 38 points. Yeah. The Actually, defense will probably still score a touchdown or two, but I think the Packers <laughs> win 38-37 or 38-31. You said Packers? Okay. Miller? Yeah, Packers. 24-17 Packers. Oh, yeah. right. so pretty close. Yeah. What was it? Sorry. 24-17. All right. Chris, if I nail this, if I go pick the Bears and nail this, I'll be tied with Miller in productions, right? Uh, I'd have to look. Give me a second. I think that's right, Boopin. I think that's right. Okay. I'm going Bears 21-17. 
All right. Oh, I want to point that. out. I want to I mean, point hey, out that defense. It's it's a legit one. Since they got sweat, it it definitely is very very good. And I think that's the I, that's the issue, right? It's like when people ask, like, oh, why are they keeping Eber flutes? It's like, well, not for his offense, but the defense looks good. <laughs> so I just want to um, point out that we all had the Packers uh, winning before this prediction. So right now, Miller and I are staying true. But with that, that means that. I would be correct in my overall predictions at seven and ten. Boopin, you would still be correct at eight and nine, and Miller would be correct incorrect because he's now picking. So I want to ask Miller, do you want to change your mind so that you can actually no, no, no. be correct on your actual predictions of eight wins for the year? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the beginning of the year, dude. Current. Yeah, it's, a, it's right. a new year, man. All right, Heats, let's get sentimental for a moment. There's lots of games to choose from, right? When you think of the Bears Packers rivalry, is there a game that stands out to you? It must it could uh, be one you've seen, haven't seen. You know, a little braggadocious, but like there's a lot of them. <laughs> um there's the Randall Cough four, fourth down touchdown, right? Where John Kuhn basically uh, like chips Julius Peppers and gives Aaron Rodgers like a yard of space to throw it. Um there's the Greg Jennings Was that the game out. to get into? Was game that the game to get into? Yeah. yeah. In okay. Chicago. That is, that um, yeah. There's the Randall Cobb game where, or, uh, or sorry, the uh, Greg Jennings game where third down, uh, he throws a touchdown with like a minute and a half left. And you're like, oh, Bears still might have it, but Jay Cutler throws a pick because he's Jay Cutler. Um, <laughs> there's the most insane throw I've ever seen, which actually didn't even count, where... Uh, Rogers threw it into like a Devontae's bread basket while he was getting tackled by like two dudes at his knees, but it didn't count. But it was just like, like, how did he even see him there? And how did he throw it there? Um, But obviously, you know, I had this talking prompt and I think my favorite still has to be the BJ Raji dance going to the Super Bowl (laughs) through Chicago, right? It's a big dude dancing. You're going to the, you're going to the Super Bowl. You're going through Chicago. You can't beat that. So oh. true. So true. I, think I, I know for me, for me to get sentimental, I, I was talking to my wife about this and she's like, oh man, too bad you didn't have the cheese tax <laughs> paper that T-Top made when you guys lived together. I was like, right. Yeah. There was a cheese tax. I forgot what it was, but it was like every time the Bears lost or the Packers won, he got some of my cheese that was in the fucking fridge. <laughs> I love that. It was because they won the Super Bowl, though, right? Going through Chicago. Yeah. So afterwards, I was like, yeah, this is, you live in a house like this. Like, I'm going to take a lot of your cheese. Like, that's, it's kind of, a, you have to, right? <laughs> I thought you bought cheese and you'd make them pay for it. No, 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 no. Uh, you just take it. And I, I, bought, I bought the good shit, too. The <laughs> Why would you the buy cheese, shit? then? Stop buying cheese so you can have any. <laughs> Bad. Uh, like, recently, not not my most favorite moment, but, like, recently, I think it was three years ago, um, Bears were playing well. I think it was Mitch was the quarterback. Like, we were winning, I don't know, 31-20 or whatever in the first half. Rogers was probably like, I don't know if he was hurt or like not playing great. 
And then, like, I was watching the game with my mother-in-law, found love with a Packers fan, so I was, like, talking a lot of shit. Second half, dude, like, Rodgers just comes back, dude, like, to back to life. And I think they beat us, like, 37. Like, we didn't do nothing. It's got, like, 20 unanswered points, and we lost by the end of it. Is that the, like, Khalil, the Khalil Mack one where he, like, uh, he had, like, a calf yeah. injury or something, and he just came back, and he was like, no, no, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, everybody was, was hoping Rodgers was hurt. Yeah, that it was, was like a the, season that opener was the opening too. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like early on too, and I was like talking to. We were in Kenosha. We were in Kenosha. I think it was 2019, the year after we were good. So we had all these high expectations, and then we were, yeah. we were just destroying the Packers, and Rodgers was out, and everybody was sitting pretty, and he came back in the second half. He that man just hates the Bears so much, dude. Yeah, but, I think uh, actually, if you guys finish third you would get to play again next year right if you finish third in the division would we would we play yeah we would play Rodgers I believe whoever finishes third in the NFC North will play the Jets next year yeah oh, it, it could be the Packers it could be the Packers too it's, uh, it's Bears at home or Packers at home I believe yeah wow. or the okay. Vikings yeah or the whoever Vikings finishes, whoever finishes third will host <clears throat> the Jets next year yeah, hosting. Hopefully it's not I the, thought there was the a switch, Vikings. but I don't think there is. That would be such a Debbie Downer if it was the Vikes. I, feel I would like love for it to be Lambo. I think I Listen, we need to make sure we need to make sure that the previous owner of the Bears comes in and approves the change before moving to Arlington. <laughs> so uh, we definitely need Rogers back in, in Soldier Field. I was gonna say you guys all picked the Packers to win. So you guys saying love is the new owner, huh? He beat us. They first haven't time. finished the transfer yet. They have to work on the deed, you know. <laughs> I say we take the ownership back. Okay, we're calling. No, you... it. We're getting it back. It's uh... probably not going to happen, but <clears throat> it is what it is. I'm awesome. hopeful. What's right. the What's the deal with this like move to Arlington? Like, when is it happening? I don't keep up that's, anything listen, out there. You, but... you just triggered a conversation that's going to go like ten minutes. <laughs> no, it's 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 very simple. They're really bare. Bears, uh, their uh, lease is, like, the city owns the stadium. They have to pay a hefty amount of money. They're trying to renegotiate, and one of the negotiation ploy was they bought the site in Arlington. They tore everything down. It's no. open right now. No, no that wrong. is such it's... a Chicago Homer yeah, point yeah, of view. That, that's, the bottom line wrong. is the Park District owns Soldier Field. They're not going to sell it to the Bears, and the Bears want to own their own stadium. So they're trying to find a plot of land around the, the city that they can find that they can build a new stadium. Arlington Heights made the most sense because it was the racetrack. It was it had the acreage for it for them to build it up and everything. But yeah. the 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 Arlington Heights school district, all that shit got involved. Them over. There's a bunch of tax things now happening to Arlington Heights that have pushed basically pushed Chicago the Bears away. So now they're still now they're back talking to the mayor of Chicago and looking at other locations but, but it's so they, pretty yeah. solid that they're going to leave soldier it's just they need to find a plot where they can go so what they because they bought the arlington racetrack right it's this yes. so they bulldoze what, the building and everything it's flat land right now so what are they going to do with it if they don't move the team there I thought, I, I thought i read somewhere There's that like gentrified that could condos be another... or something yeah. No, I read that I read that it could be a casino plot in the future. Oh, all right. I don't it's know like how close to the stadium. Yeah. Next to the stadium. 
but they the Bears could technically like lease it out, and a casino could still be there. Like they could still make money off of it. So it's not like a like a bad. I deal, still think but... Arlington Heights will mm-hmm. happen. I just think it's a matter of time. Well, like yeah, where where else could it be? I mean, you know, I've I've been living in Chicago for like a while, almost like ten years now. But um, like where there's no, it's a dense urban city. Like where are they going to find room to build an entire stadium? They're pretty well, they desperate. Put... They're looking at the South parking lot now to build a stadium next to a stadium. Yeah, they were looking at one of the that was lots. theorized, but they've also talked because Chicago did have a bid on the Olympics whenever it came, so they brought uh... up some uh, locations for that. So there's theories that maybe they would utilize one of those, but yeah, Arlington Heights just makes sense. I don't know. We'll see. Not not happening. Just, just to, so these suburban people want to dream heat. It's not going anywhere. I don't know, man. No, these, it's these called teams, logic. Yeah, but these teams got to stop moving out to the suburbs. You know, like thank you. The Forty ers but did they want to. They want to own their stadium, and the problem is all these previous agreements. They don't have. They don't own the the plot. Yeah, so they're not the, getting all the money. From sure. It. Except when they want a lot of these teams want to like own their own stadiums, but they also want the taxpayers to like pay for more than half of it. That's true. Right? Actually, so like, they, the Bears said that they are going to cover the entire stadium. Entirety. But it was the the they were trying to do like what Wrigleyville did and build up restaurants and hotels and that. Oh, sure, and they sure. wanted okay. the taxpayer money for that. I see. But they said they would cover the stadium in full. That's actually a little bit more reasonable. I mean, you know, Jerry Jones is like he people kind of like laugh at him as like a caricature kind of, but like I really respect that like, you know, they get a lot of like acts and stuff to go through that like uh jerry world whatever it's called at&t stadium or something but you know he paid for that all out of his own money right like he did not ask for any taxpayer money and then meanwhile you have like out here the dumbass chargers who like moved to la where no one cares about them because they wanted the city of san diego to buy an entirely new stadium that was just built like in the last 20 years It's crazy. So I think dumb. a lot of a lot of stuff, especially with like the Bills getting a new stadium, like I we're gonna go through a couple of years of just new teams wanting to. And I think didn't Lambo start expanding too, but they didn't do uh like they didn't look at different areas, they just started adding more seats, right? Yeah, I mean they like always... the whole title town is brand new. Yeah. Lambo, they've always been expanding, they've but you know, their stadium they're always constantly renovating and stuff, but they can't just like pick up and move the team, right? Because of all the like stockholders and stuff that they've like sold in the past to like uh raise money to make those renovations so uh in a way it's a lot more of like a community team right like they'll never leave i don't think they're like legally allowed to at this point yeah their owners are there but no like in all honesty it was a pretty they seat a lot of people like 80 some thousand people i think and it felt cozy like you even like we were in the 300 section still didn't feel like we were very far up and like the people above us were also like five rows up so it didn't feel like I was in a huge, big stadium, and it seats a lot of people and really good, good facilities. The only thing was that toilets were super small. It was, like, beyond packed in those cold days. That was the oh, only yeah. bad thing I had to say, except that freaking wonderful fans, wonderful team. Taylor Swift was there. Had a great time at Lambeau <laughs> for the first time, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the, the tailgating, right? Well, like, all the people are so friendly at the tailgates there, too. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Like, supposedly, if, like, it gets pretty rough, like, you can call security and they will kick the people out if they're like getting rowdy and stuff like that too. Didn't yeah. happen to us, but like 
they kept like announcing that saying hey let us know if someone's getting rowdy around you and i was like all right cool good to know yeah good no to know. it's uh, honestly like i think even if you're not a packers fan it's definitely a worthwhile experience like you could go there for a packers bears game and like people will like you know playfully talk shit to you before the game but then also offer you like a brat and a beer and then like playfully talk shit to you after the game like it's just that like it's like the minnesota like that midwest nice you know like they show in like that yes. fargo show um yeah. where everyone is just like it's just a very hospitable atmosphere it's i i really do can't really can't really compare when uh our the closest thing we've gotten to hospitality was in detroit and they were very angry at us so <laughs> well correction they were very angry at me I, the other yeah. boys were guilty by association <laughs> nah, hey we, we gotta whenever you come back to the midwest heat we gotta hang maybe go to a game or something buddy it was so nice catching up with you Thank, thanks for hanging out. Hope you had yeah, fun. Yeah, bring no you problem. back. We got to talk Cubs, buddy, because I know that's going to be another oh. long conversation. Yeah, that might be like a two-hour one for sure. But yeah. I'm down for that. Yes or no on council? <laughs> yes or no on council? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. See, okay, Chris? we already have a disagreement. All well, right. council, was brought well in to make, council was brought in to make the most of our very uh, marginal talent. That seems like that's where they're kind of steady out for a while. Listen, we're going to end the podcast, but don't leave because I, there, there's some things I want to tell you about that because that's the whole argument. But All right. Hey, girls and guys, thanks for listening to us today. We hope you brought some fun into your life, some positivity into your life. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you like the show. Keep that feedback coming. Maybe someday in the near future we'll bring some positivity into your life. Until then, we'll suffer in this misery together. Good night. Thanks for having me.